Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Later in the show, we have our three candidate guests, J.D. Vance, Leora Levy, and uh, Kelly Shabaka. Some of you have heard them before, some of you have not. We're going to be doing three each day right up and through Friday and Monday. And we'll have four guests on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday as well. More on that later. What's this election about? It's about everything. Our culture, our politics, our government, the private sector, our kids, our safety, our security. In other words, it's pro-America versus anti-America, and it certainly is. Among the things that we want back predictability, normalcy, and stability, and you're not going to get that with the Democrats. What are the Democrats running on now? Who knows? Who knows? They're flailing around. They're spewing their hate. They look for the occasions to exploit Republicans and you, the American people. Look at what the media have done over the weekend with the attack on Paul Pelosi. The media, the networks, CNN, MSNBC, the bottom feeders at Mediaite and Media Matters, and The View. And when you look at the city of San Francisco, it's a disaster. Homelessness, drug use on the streets, crime through the roof, Previously, you had a Soros prosecutor who wouldn't prosecute, but the, the criminals are still being let out left and right. It's a sanctuary city, part of a sanctuary state. 
so legal aliens are not deported. Drug addicts don't get the help they need. Homeless, they don't either. It's the failure of the Democrat Party, let's be blunt. It's a 100% Democrat city controlled by a 100% Democrat state. That's why Gavin Newsom, that's why his party, that's why the Democrat media are doing everything they can with their propaganda, with their demagoguery, with their hysteria, to blame you. To blame you. It's very simple. If this would-be killer had been deported, none of this would have happened. If this would-be killer were still in prison, none of this would have happened. If this would-be killer had been removed from the streets as a homeless drug addict, none of this would have happened. But you have utter anarchy and lawlessness in the streets of our major Democrat-run cities, in our major Democrat states. They applaud lawlessness. The riots of 2020. Tell me, which Democrat governor took effective steps to call in the National Guard and put down the rioters? None. Not one. Which mayor took effective steps when their police were under attack rather than slash their budgets? Which Democrat mayor? None, not one. They want to blame guns. It didn't have to do with guns. It had to do with hammers. Or a hammer. And so you have people like Ken Meyer over at Mediate. Like Unlucky Luciano over at Mediate. Like the phonies and frauds and fools at the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes, at Politico and Vox, all Democrats, all in-kind contributors to the Democrat Party. All America haters, if you ask me. They say, tamp down the rhetoric, would you? Just blame the Republicans who are destroying our democracy, who are racists and anti-Semites who believe in replacement theory, who are white supremacists, even neo-Nazis. Just blame the Republicans. And take it, Republicans. Don't push back. Don't fight back. Because we control the culture. We control Hollywood. We control the news. Just take it. And of course, they have their Benedict Arnolds. We do in our party, the Liz Cheney's, the Adam Kingsingers, and the other reprobates who are out there. Give the maid in comfort, but they're irrelevant. Since when is it controversial to believe in the country? To embrace our history, our principles. To show respect to men and women in uniform, whether they're from the military or police. To show respect for our flag that's carried into war. To want a sovereign nation with a secure border rather than anarchy on the border where drugs, fentanyl, foreigners who we don't know, including criminals, are pouring into the country. Drug cartels are operating freely on our borders. Women and children are being molested. Since when is it so right-wing and extremist and white supremacist to reject that kind of a, that kind of unconscionable policy that's taking place in this country. Since when is it right-wing 
to oppose spending trillions of dollars we don't have, destroying the currency, driving up inflation, driving up the cost of fuel, shutting down the oil industry, creating fake targets with big lies, big food, big oil, big tampon, big baby formula, but never big government. Since when? On this program, several weeks ago, we told you about the diesel fuel crisis. Took time, but it finally picked up. Out there in the echo chamber. Ryan Ledendecker, who is really an excellent writer, over at PJ Media, he says it's getting a lot worse. So why would I tell you this in the middle of an election with one week to go? Because it's illustrative of everything. Since when have there been shortages of diesel fuel? Diesel fuel is the fuel that makes our economy work. Not your gasoline. It's diesel fuel. Earlier this month, he said, this month, he said we warned of the impending diesel fuel supply shortage that threatens to take the United States to the brink of collapse if the Biden administration doesn't begin to take the situation a bit more seriously. Joe Biden, who can barely string together a coherent sentence, hasn't done jack squat to address the looming crisis, other than have members of his administration keep a quote-unquote close watch on it, offering virtually nothing in the way of support or comfort to the millions of Americans who will be affected in unspeakable ways this winter because of this administration's utter lack of concern. But Biden and his White House lackeys might want to consider grabbing the wheel after a bombshell alert a bombshell alert released by a major U.S. fuel supplier. It warned of, quote, a developing, unquote, diesel fuel shortage that would primarily affect the southeast portion of the United States. Now, we talked about the northeast and north, as well as New York, New England, and now we have the southeast portion of the United States. Quote, because conditions are rapidly devolving and market economics are changing significantly each day. Mansfield is moving to alert level four to address market volatility, Mansfield Energy said in a statement. This is today, or yesterday. It said, in many areas, actual fuel prices are currently 30 to 80 cents higher than the posted market average because supply is tight. Usually the low rack posters can sell many loads of fuel before running out of supply. Now they only have one or two loads. That means fuel suppliers have to pull from higher cost options at a time when low, high spreads are much wider than normal. At times, carriers are having to visit multiple terminals to find diesel fuel, which delays deliveries and strains local trucking capacity. The statement added, Mansfield is also moving the southeast to code red, requesting 72-hour notice for deliveries when possible to ensure fuel and freight can be secured at economical levels. This is a major supplier. Maryland, Virginia, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina were listed as some of the states that would be immediately hit by the shortage. That's an especially delicate situation given that many of those states serve as major hubs of trucking, farming, and industry, which all come to a grinding halt without diesel, 
which means that life as we know it stops. Some of those states also experience harsh winters, and the demand for diesel, home heating oil, and other fuels will be much higher than normal. Without ample supplies of diesel fuel, things will rapidly become ugly for tens of millions of Americans. The fuel company seemingly avoided politics in its statement, but cited, quote, historically low diesel inventories, unquote, as part of the problem. Quote, poor pipeline shipping economics and historically low diesel inventories are combining to cause shortages in various markets throughout the southeast, the company said. These have been occurring sporadically, with areas like Tennessee seeing particularly acute changes. But most Americans know that this situation, like the other crises created on Biden's watch, is a result of the administration's dangerous and reckless decision-making. In this case, the Biden administration's unwillingness to tap America's vast and great energy supplies and the banning of pipelines, fossil fuels, and refineries. At the end of October, folks, here's where America stands. On Biden's watch, heading into winter, one, nationwide and regional diesel fuel shortages threaten every single industry. Two, home heating oil shortages and rationing are going to begin in the Northeast. Three, gas prices are continuing to climb. Four, inflation remains at record highs with no sign of stopping. Five, home sales hit record lows priming a new housing crisis. Six, record high crime could exponentially worsen as Americans fight over available supplies of fuel and food. Seven, possible railroad strike, which would also cripple the U.S. economy overnight. But everything is fine. Come on, Jack. No joke, he says. Folks, this is DEFCON one level bad. There are no conspiracies. These are facts, plausible situations that on an individual level are bad enough, but combined will be nothing less than catastrophic for everyone. You have a chance to begin to fix this disaster on November 8th and choosing candidates who are capable of cleaning up the mess created by the Democrats. PJ Media, Ryan Ledendecker, he's 100% right and he knows about matters of energy And we have uh, read from him before when it comes to these electric vehicles and batteries and all the rest. This diesel fuel crisis, nothing is being done about it. Zero since the last time I spoke about it. And it affects everything you use, everything you eat, and every industry on the face of the country. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad 
as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Democrats are saying democracy is under threat. They should know since they're the ones threatening it. But I found this op-ed by a gentleman named Garth Strudelfud, Mr. Producer, a Democratic strategist. Want to hear what he had to say? He says, I cannot believe democracy is about to die in America again. After years of living under a dictatorship, America rose from the ashes. Democrats took control of the presidency, the House, the Senate, the university system, big tech, the entertainment industry, and major corporations, and thereby defeated fascism by seizing every major lever of power in the nation. And with one-party rule established, and all of our cities silenced, democracy was once again free to flourish. Now our dear democracy is under attack by America holding a so-called election and allowing idiots to vote. Let us be clear about what the stakes are. If a single person I disagree with is elected in a free and fair election, democracy will be dead. If citizens have the power to simply vote the ruling party out of power, when I really like the current ruling party, all is lost. We must at all costs ensure that one party has absolute total control. That's the only way to defeat fascism. Or have you not heard from Hillary Clinton, rightful winner of the stolen 2016 election, that if you elect Republicans, they will then refuse to concede that they have lost. These are frightening times. We have evil billionaires threatening to let Republicans speak out loud, Latinx people using the word Latina, and imbecilic citizens wanting to afford food and gas. Listen closely. Dying from starvation is, is but a small price to pay to ensure that a Republican is never elected. If we do not stand up right now to ensure that the ruling party can never again be removed from power, well, there won't be an America left for the kids that I don't have. It's hilarious, the Babylon Bee. And the fake name is uh, Garth Strudelfud, Democratic strategist and snuggy collector. Kind of says it all, though, doesn't it? Their idea of democracy is if we don't win and control everything... The courts, the bureaucracy, the executive branch, both houses of Congress, then democracy is threatened. Yeah, it's threatened by these bastards. I'll be right back. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad 
that as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. I have finally figured out Liz Cheney, America. And I want to thank her. I believe the last two years she's gone undercover Democrat. This explains her apparent senility. I believe she's been on this January 6th committee doing an acting job, like a lunatic. Trashing her own party. Trashing conservatives. Embracing radicals like Nancy Pelosi like Benny Hill Thompson, Reds, commies like Jamie Raskin. She's been like an undercover agent. An undercover agent for the Republicans to make everybody think that she is a a crackpot Democrat. All for this election. And now I think they've sent her out to endorse certain Democrats and certain races to ensure that they'll lose because she's held in such deep and broad contempt. She's despised by the Democrat Party, in truth, where she has no base, but they think that she's a good fool. And of course, she has no base in the Republican Party beyond about 12 reprobates. And so she goes out there now and she endorses the Democrat against Republicans. She did it in that congressional race in Michigan. She did it in the governor's race in Arizona. Now she did it in Ohio where she said she would vote for the so-called moderate Tim Ryan against J.D. Vance. Because if anything, that could ensure that J.D. Vance wins. Don't get me wrong. Fight like you're behind. I always say this. But I have now finally figured out that Liz Cheney is pretending to be a fraud and a fake, Mr. Producer. Does this make sense to you? Doesn't it? Yes. I think she... She's done all this for two years. She even is so courageous, so magnanimous. She gave up her house seat, going through the motions of running in the Republican primary. She knew she would lose. She did it anyway. Just to persuade the Democrats that she's one of them. And I think before Election Day Tuesday, she'll be traveling to other locations, endorsing more Democrats. I wish I had thought 
I wish I had thought of this earlier. I would not have been so tough on her. She even got her father involved. Remember that sort of crazy video he did for Wyoming? Hey, everybody. (laughs) Yes, I really believe it. Now I have a question for you, America. There's Barack Milhouse Benito Obama campaigning. Sound like an absolute nut on the campaign trail for Democrats. Where's George W. Bush? Why isn't he campaigning for Republicans? Has that crossed anybody's mind? Whether you support him or not is beside the point. Where is he? Why isn't he speaking out for Republicans? Some of his former staffers are on TV, on Fox. Some are even friends of mine. And they're elsewhere. Some of them have become Democrats. Like the anti-Semite Steve Schmidt. Who's campaigning alongside, oh, Tim Ryan again. And others. Nicole Wallace. Ooh. So my question is, where is George W. Bush? Why isn't he helping Republicans? He's not campaigning. Hey, where's Paul Ryan out there campaigning for Republicans? I haven't seen him. Have you? No, I haven't seen Paul. Where is Paulie? Not that Paulie, the other Paulie. Paul Ryan, where is he? How about Johnny Boehner? Johnny Boehner's probably out there you know, smoking a little this and that if you get my drift. But where is Johnny Boehner? He's not helping his party either. Are they persona non grata? I suspect we're persona non grata to these former Republican speakers and Republican president. Isn't it amazing? Where is Krispy Kreme Christie? Has he been out there campaigning, Mr. Producer? I haven't seen him. Have you? Maybe I'm mistaken. Where is Krispy Kreme? He wants to be president again. President of the Donuts Association of America, I think. But honestly, other than him appearing on ABC, whatever their Sunday show's called from time to time, and making a rather humongous ass out of himself, I don't, I don't see Krispy Kreme out there. Maybe he's persona non grata. I don't know. John Kasich, where's he? Where are these... These great, Larry Hogan. Ooh. Lawrence. Where's Lawrence? He claims to speak for the Republicans. But I don't hear him speaking now. Is he campaigning for anybody? They're as... They're as unwanted on the campaign trail as Joe Biden. Come to think of it. But they'll all be lining up in the Republican primary, grifting away, trying to draw attention to themselves. To save the country, of course. Save the country. So I'm hoping uh, Dizzy, uh, Dizzy Lizzie will continue to endorse these Democrat candidates. I think the plan is working. I really do. Who else would she endorse? You know, if I were running as a Republican in a close race, I would ask Liz Cheney, please, please endorse my opponent. That's why this has to be part of a strategy, America. Has to be part of a strategy. Now, of course, this is tongue-in-cheek, but 
all the enemies out there, the media frauds and phonies and buffoons, they're scribbling really fast. Did you hear what Levin said? But I really do encourage Dizzy Lizzy, please continue to endorse. And in this vein, ladies and gentlemen, Blaze Media has a great article by Alex Nitzberg about what this wonderful group is doing, Citizens for Sanity. And they have these billboard ads all over the country. A conservative organization called Citizens for Sanity is running ads that highlight the absurdity of woke left ideology. The group's posts on Twitter indicate that its billboard ads include statements such as, and you can see the billboards, it's hilarious, protect pregnant men from climate discrimination, vote progressive. Open the jails, open the borders, close the schools, vote progressive this November. Violent criminals deserve our compassion and respect this fall. Stand strong for progressive values. Vote to keep our borders, jails, and bathrooms open. Vote progressive. Too much freedom is a bad thing. Get your IRS audit today. Vote progressive. If you don't like being audited, then you're the problem. Vote progressive. Don't let the radical right put our neighborhood street gangs behind bars. Support Joe Biden and progressive candidates. The group, which is a tax-exempt nonprofit, according to Politico, is also running ads in other forms of media. According to Politico, the group said it would push a television ad that focuses on the topic of transgender individuals competing in girls' sports. The ad shows a biological boy defeating a girl in a race. Woke left-wing politicians are destroying girls' sports, the ad declares. The group has also run an advertisement at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that reads, With great age comes great wisdom, and Joe Biden is old enough to know that men get pregnant too. Stand tall for progressive values this fall. The woke ideology of sheltered white liberals is a mortal threat to American liberty, security, and prosperity, says Ian Pryor, who is a strategic consultant to the organization. Citizens for Sanity is not an ideological organization. We stand for reason, common sense, objectivity, equality, the neutral of the law, and open scientific inquiry. Everything the radical left now stands implacably against. And we are using these messaging campaigns to alert Americans to the urgent need to defeat and repudiate woke insanity before it destroys America. Hear, hear. Now I want to say this. Yes, this election is about table, tabletop issues, as they say. Food, gasoline, paychecks, inflation. It's also about your children in America's classrooms who are being abused by the education establishment, by adults who are teaching them wicked, evil, vicious, horrifying things where pornography is being promoted, where the anti-family values of a handful of radicals is being promoted, where Americanism is being attacked, where your children are being taught to be racists, either oppressors or oppressed, and the test scores are dropping like a lead balloon. This election is about law and order. 
about supporting the police and imprisoning criminals and keeping their asses behind bars. This is election about a woman's body. When a woman is raped, it's the most violent thing that can happen to her. The Democrats don't support the police. We do. And we support everybody's body, including a woman's body. Because a woman's body needs protection beyond the obsessed radicalism of abortion, the final stage of pregnancy. This election is about whether we're going to have a border or not. Name one country that has survived without a border. By its very definition, it ceases to be sovereign. Name one country that can survive with foreigners deciding if they're going to become Americans rather than Americans deciding if foreigners are going to become Americans. None. In fact, it was one of the reasons for the downfall of Rome, and Rome landed a th- lasted a thousand years. We're not even close to 500 yet. This election is about whether or not you want to live in a society that is prosperous, where you can go into a food store and get what you wish, pay affordable prices, whether you go to a gas station where gas is available, pay affordable prices. Let me tell you what's coming if we don't crush the Democrats. Brownouts and blackouts. Major shortages of heating oil. Diesel fuel that has to be rationed throughout the country, which will destroy the supply chain. Destroy assembly lines. All of you folks who are Democrats, union Democrats, who actually work for a living, you're going to be paying a a severe price. A severe price. Because the Democrat Party doesn't stand with you. They stand with the people who are destroying you. The phony environmentalists who are truly Marxists. They've got control of the country right now. And they're desperate to hang on. They can't run on their record. So they're running on records that don't even exist, that the Republicans wanted to get rid of Social Security and Medicare. There's not a single one who does, including Rick Scott. It's BS. It's stupid. That big oil is stealing all your money. Stupid. Big oil existed two years ago. They weren't stealing anything. What happened all of a sudden? Biden. We love this country. We love private property rights. We love individual freedom and unalienable rights. We don't like people telling us what we have to buy or what we can't buy. We love our cars. There's nothing wrong with our cars. We have these ideologues, these morons, trying to tell us how to live. And this election is about the FBI and the Department of Justice and how they are abusing conservatives and Republicans almost exclusively. And this election is about a corrupt president who is bought and paid for by the communist Chinese. It's a very, very critical election. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
rights, immigration, foreign policy, marriage. These subjects are a big part of political dialogue today. We talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. And my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Today, you can join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So don't wait, folks. The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation. It's a killer. And sign up for this new, completely free online course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Liz Cheney on PBS NewsHour today. You know that she's appearing at all these left-wing news platforms. She's very comfortable there. When she used to actually be a conservative, she would contact us repeatedly. Wouldn't she, Mr. Producer? We can't get her on anymore. She only wants softball interviews. She will not come on this program. It's like Mitt Romney. We gave up on Mitt Romney. Liz Cheney on the PBS NewsHour, Cut 6, Go. So who do you prefer in this race? I would not vote for J.D. Vance. Okay. Um. So if you were a Buckeye, if Buckeye State voter, you'd be voting for, for Tim Ryan? I would. Okay. Wow. Well, now I'm convinced, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the thing. Look at the egomaniac here. Look at her. Just because she goes on these friendly shows, mostly in Washington and New York, she's getting all kinds of awards from lefty groups, from the Kennedy uh, Library and all the rest of it. Although I think she was at the Reagan Library. I actually think that Fred Ryan, who runs the Washington Compost, and his board of rhinos and corporatists, had Liz Cheney at the Reagan Library. I will not be going when my next book comes out to the Reagan Library. It's very, very sad because I, I worked for the Reagan campaign in 76. This Fred Ryan was carrying suit bags, worked his way up the ladder with Deaver and so forth. He didn't even know who Reagan was in 1976. It's really it's appalling. Maybe I'll go to the Nixon Library. Who knows? All right, ladies and gentlemen, man, oh man, Ashevitz, we've got a lot to do in a very short period of time. Seven days until Election Day. Where's your ballot? Have you voted yet? We're going to talk about that when we return. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. 
now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You know, it really is interesting, Mr. Producer, and we hear about this all the time. I said during this press conference the other day that one of the questions that wasn't asked by anybody and hasn't been even mentioned is, did the Pelosi's have an alarm system in their house? Remember that? Now, why does that matter? Why does a detail like that matter? Well, was the alarm system on or off? It's a very powerful person. As we know, we've been told this over and over again. They don't have bodyguards, we're told. Strange, but that's okay in terms of the factual recitation. But what about this alarm system? And the DA's been pressed on this and won't answer the question. Now, why is that important? Because if you have an alarm system and it's turned on and somebody breaks your window, the alarm goes off. Those of you who have alarm systems, part of the problem you have is your alarm system goes off from time to time. If a bird hits your door or something like that. Now I'm guessing they did have an alarm system. And if they did, was it on or off? Now why does that matter? And... It's the media itself that's putting out strange information. It was Politico that said there was a third person in the building. And then we find out, according to some, that there wasn't. And we're trying to piece the facts together here, and you're not allowed to. Now, there are conspiracy theorists out there, but this is basic questioning that any detective would ask. This isn't or any defense counsel would ask. This isn't conspiracy stuff. They're straightforward questions. The conspiracy stuff are the media. With the, the Republicans are behind it. It's the Republican language. The Republic, They don't know a damn thing. It doesn't matter. But there's an awful lot of static out there. The media is supposed to help us get to the bottom of this. They're not even complaining that you can't have cameras in the courtroom. They're not objecting. They haven't brought any lawsuit insisting there should be cameras in the courtroom. Why? <clears throat> Excuse me, because they're being fed information and they're happy to be fed information. That's why. And uh, I wanted to bring this to your attention. I was on Fox and Friends this morning. And I want to thank them. They give me a good amount of time on there. And we keep having people predicting this red wave and the tsunami. And I hope they're right. I'm not against a red wave or a tsunami. But what is the point of a prediction? So you can pat yourself on the back of the head and say, look, I knew we get 56 seats or something. What is the point of that? Isn't the point to get people out to vote? Didn't I mention this yesterday? So we have this piece in the Washington Examiner. Democrats lead in early and mail-in voting as more than 22 million ballots already cast. You can't dismiss this. 
Will the Democrats vote early and Republicans vote late? I don't care. We heard that last time. More registered Democrats than Republicans have cast their ballots early. Just over a week before Election Day, and more than 22 million people have already availed themselves of opportunities to vote. In the 23 states with party registration data, 45% of early votes were registered as Democrats, 33 and a third percent of early voters were registered as Republicans, according to the U.S. Elections Project, which compiles early voting data. Far more Democrats have voted by mail than Republicans for in-person voting, which is not available in every state. More Republicans have cast ballots than Democrats. But overall, they're leading us in the early voting. As a general fact, perhaps in some areas they're not. And so I want to emphasize, please vote. And please vote early, if you can. Because it's important. It's important that we beat them early, that we beat them on election day, that we prevent fraud, and we win this thing by a mile. And I do not think people going on television and radio predicting landslides or having pollsters that predict landslides is particularly helpful. I don't, even if we win by a landslide. Now the difference is, this host, I have been an activist for over 50 years. And you can affect the outcome of an election in one place. If people think it's hands down, it's over, we're going to cream, and then we lose a Senate race by 1,200 votes. And by the way, remember the Republican Party in Pennsylvania? Oz won by a couple hundred votes over McCormick. A couple hundred votes, that's all it was. And what if we lose a couple key congressional seats by a couple hundred votes because people keep... Hey, I predict a landslide. I don't even need to vote, or I don't need to tell Frank to vote, or Sally to vote, or Muhammad to vote. By the way, a guy came up to me at Costco today. There I am, minding my own business, Mr. Producer. I have a lot of people come up to me. They're always nice. Thank you. My enemies, they realize I'm bigger than they think. But anyway, he said, I've been voting. I, I just came to the United States. You know, he had some broken English, but he was very well-spoken. Four years ago, I said, well, nice to meet you. I said, I have voted Democrat every year for four years, and I'm not voting Democrat again. I'm voting Republican. And I said, why? Now, this, I'm not patting myself. He said, because of you. Because I've been listening and listening and following your logic I said, it's a pleasure to meet you. What's your name? Not to be stereotypical, but he said his name is Muhammad. And he said, I didn't know what I was voting for before. I would watch TV. I'd listen to the news, and I found you. That's why I do this every day. Every single day. That's why I try to put meat on the bone. Don't just do slapstick and superficial and yak, 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 yak. No, that doesn't cut it. And you never know who's listening, and you never know the effect it's going to have. Same with my Levin TV, same with my Fox show. It's important. 
Anyway, back to this. I'm asking you to vote, to get out as many people as you can on your list, on your email list. Send them an email. Your phone list, send them a text. Make a call. But if you vote and get that done, and put your marker down, nobody can take it away from you. And then you have time to encourage other people to vote. I think it's very, very important. Now, that's not to say if you wait till Election Day, it's not important to vote. Of course, it's crucial. I just think we want to, we must crush this domestic enemy. And that's what they are. And roundly so. We should win every close race. And we should win races that aren't even on the radar screen. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what you're hoping for. To send a message to the entire establishment. I'll be right back. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network. Same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. Now, uh, big event, big news in the state of Israel, our close ally there. It appears former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will be Prime Minister again. Now, a word of caution. There's a lot of jiggling that goes on after the votes are counted between the parties. Remember, they have to build alliances. But based on the alliance in the early vote count uh, that is in place with Likud and the other parties, it appears you need 61 or 62 members total in order to run the government and the leader of the party to become the prime minister. It appears that Netanyahu has 61, perhaps 62. Their turnout was massive. The turnout by the Arabs was not so massive. The left-wing Israeli parties have been relying on the Arabs, and these Arab parties don't even believe in the state of Israel, by the way. The first time they united was to take out Netanyahu about a year or two ago. So imagine uniting with parties that don't even believe in your country. Sounds like the Democrat Party, Mr. Producer. Democrat Party doesn't believe in America. They hate America. 
There's no evidence to the contrary. It's, it's indisputable. It's indisputable. But they have parties like that over in Israel, too, believe it or not. Sort of suicidal parties. And then you actually have a faction by a guy by the name of Leberman. Leberman. He's a Russian. He's a Jew. And he sort of controls the, the Russian-Jewish vote in the state of Israel for some reason. He used to align with Netanyahu, but for personal reasons now, he throws in with the hard left his six or seven seats. The prime minister before Lapid was a guy by the name of Bennett, who had served in Netanyahu's cabinet as his chief of staff, among other things. Bennett ran a couple years back to the right of Netanyahu in a small party that had literally won five seats out of 120. And because he stabbed the conservatives and Netanyahu in the back, he became a prime minister for about a week with his buddy Lapid, who's a leftist. All this is to say, uh, we'll see how this turns out in the end. Um, they stole the election from Netanyahu last time. I don't mean by voters. I mean by the parties. The early founders of Israel were European socialists. Ben-Gurion and so forth, and they much admired this sort of open-ended parliamentary system, which has been a plague on the state of Israel, which is pretty much what the Democrats want to do to us, except structured in a way where they never lose. Where they never lose. Uh, in any event, uh, if this holds up, we want to congratulate Benjamin Netanyahu, as you know, he's been on this show. He's been on my Fox show. Is a fantastic book called BB My Story. He's a tremendous ally of the United States. And uh, the Iranians fear him. And there's a breaking story tonight that Iran is plotting to, to attack Saudi Arabia. But we'll see, because they put it out there, that is, the, Syrian, the um, Saudis in our government as a way to try and chase them off. But we'll see. America's largest teachers union, our friends at Post Millennial, donated $1 million to re-elect Gretchen Whitmer. The NEA wants Gretchen Whitmer to be the governor. I wonder why. Donated a million to re-elect her as she faces off against a Republican challenger, Tudor Dixon, who is terrific. I'm sure that Dizzy Lizzie will endorse Gretchen Whitmer, because she's the real conservative Republican, that Lizzie Cheney, don't you know? The NEA, along with America's other largest teachers' union, the United Federation of Teachers, I believe it's called the American Federation of Teachers, doesn't matter, pushed for remote learning throughout the COVID pandemic, and made impossible demands on what needed to happen before schools could fully open, including massive building retrofits and an HVAC system overhaul. Despite the hundreds of billions spent, that didn't occur in most places. Randy Weingarten, who hates children as far as I'm concerned, at the AFT, I don't mean personally, but her union, 
abuses children by its policies. These elections come down to whose side we're on, she said. And I want you to think of problem solvers versus problem makers. Who's tackling the issues that keep families up at night? Who's investing in schools? Who's protecting democracy? It's the American Federation of Teachers. No question about it. Defending democracy and families and children from pornography and children from racism in the classrooms. And they want parent participation. Wait a minute. They don't want any of that stuff. According to the Michigan Campaign Finance Network, the NEA has contributed a million through their advocacy fund. The American Federation of Teachers contributed 750000 That's nearly $2 million for Whitmer. You see, Whitmer is bought and paid for by the teachers' unions. Just like in New York. Just like Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. They're bought and paid for. So these gubernators... And that senator, they're incapable of looking out for your children. They're incapable of representing parents. Whitmer was in lockstep with the teachers' union's demands concerning COVID protocols in schools, including sustaining lockdowns and the masking of children. A member of the NEA school board wished death on families that sought exemptions to strict COVID mandates in 2021 in the union has a history of targeting parents who buck their policies. Yes, yeah, like a mob. It's like a mob. The NEA has faced backlash from parental groups, and they have fully adopted critical race theory as a teaching tool, even pressured social media companies to suppress critics of that controversial philosophy. Tudor Dixon's been a very vocal supporter of parents' rights and has criticized Whitmer for her adoption of the teachers' union's COVID masks and mandates. So the union that supports indoctrinating your children on racism, the union that supports indoctrinating your children on pornographic sexuality, the union that supports having your five- and six-year-olds question their genitalia, and the union that opposes parental knowledge and involvement has just endorsed Whitmer, the Democrat, in Michigan. I got to believe there's enough Democrats in Michigan that are sick of this crap, too. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm not. I mean, for the Democrat Party operatives and the media and the people who run that corrupt party, party comes first. For you parents, children come first. For you grandparents, grandchildren come first. But not for the Democrat Party power brokers. Party comes first. That's what Marxism writes. Marx wrote about this. The abolition of the family. The party must come first. So we can get to the promised land. And that's exactly what's going on in Michigan. And Tudor Dixon is saying, no, that's enough of that. All right, folks, a lot more coming. We begin with our guest in Alaska. Kelly Shabaka. It's our last effort here with Kelly before the election or the in-person election, and she's running against Lisa Murkowski and effectively Mitch McConnell. Every patriot in Alaska should be voting for Shabaka. We'll be right back.
With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. Well, it's a pleasure to have Kelly Shabaka back. She is the conservative, the Republican running for the Senate in Alaska up against a uh, a crony politician, Lisa Murkowski, backed by another crony politician, Mitch McConnell. Kelly Shabaka, it's the last time we're going to have you before the big election day. Tell us, Tell us what it looks like up there. Mark, it's really great to be with you. I just got back from door knocking out here in Anchorage where it's below freezing, but the turnout's looking really good. We've got a lot of strong support, and my husband and I just finished a two-week road trip tour throughout Alaska. We hit 23 communities doing get-out-the-vote rallies and door knocking, sometimes in temperatures well below zero Again, doing everything we can to turn out the vote. The polls are still saying that the race is tied 50-50, definitely the closest and least expensive Senate race in the nation. If listeners want to help, we're at kelly4ak.com. But this is what's becoming clear across the state. It seems like blinders are off. Everyone knows that Murkowski is polling for Pelosi. Of the four candidates we have on the ballot for House, she's endorsed and is going around campaigning with the one candidate, who supports Nancy Pelosi for speaker. She's obviously wearing the jersey for Team Biden, Team Pelosi, and Team McConnell. The D.C. establishment's flooded our state with more dark money than both Murkowski and I've spent combined in our campaigns. And Murkowski's response to Mitch McConnell when he said he was going to flood the state with dark money was, you've been there for me, Mitch, I'm going to be there for you. So I'd love to turn that into an ad. People can help at kellyforak.com so we can let all of Alaska know that she's not standing up for Alaskans. She's just standing up for the establishment like she always has been. So this is about voting for McConnell as Republican leader. And I don't think they had any other reason to make up the word swamp than for career politicians like Lisa Murkowski, who was appointed to the seat by her father when he became governor. That's how she got into the seat to begin with. And this will be our year to get her out so that we can actually have an independent Alaska voice in there sticking up for the people of Alaska. And you make very, very important points. And also, as we mentioned earlier, she is the number one Republican candidate for the National Education Association. So the things that are going on in the classrooms throughout the state of Alaska, Murkowski's not going to fight this uh, critical race theory. She's not going to fight the sexualizing of our children. 
She's not going to fight the pornographic books that are in the elementary school libraries. She's not going to fight any of this stuff because the union that backs her supports it all. And now you're telling me she's campaigning with the Democrat who's running for the House against, among others, our, our friend Sarah Palin. She's got backing from McConnell. I mean, what the hell is she doing for the people of Alaska? <laughs> that seems to be a question I hear at doorsteps across the state. You know, our other senator, Dan Sullivan, is taken to the floor of the Senate a couple times to call the infrastructure bill that Murkowski wrote. She didn't just vote for it. She wrote it. He calls it a bait and switch. It was the climate change agenda for Joe Biden dressed up in a lie of infrastructure. He said they've written regulations and permitting hurdles so high over in the Biden bureaucracy that Alaska and other states are hardly going to see a dollar of infrastructure. But he put it like this. He said, who do you stand with? Do you stand with the American people and the families that are crushed and the workers that are suffering? Or do you stand with Joe Biden and the radical environmentalists and the special interests that have ties to this White House? And that's the question before every Alaskan. And, and Mark, I would say even before every American in this election, Lisa Murkowski has been standing with Joe Biden, and she confirmed these radical environmentalists that have destroyed our economy and crushed our families and hurt our workers. And she's being funded by these special interests, dark money that have ties to the White House and ties to D.C., but at the expense of Alaskans. Or are we going to vote in a candidate who's been to these the the homes of all these families that are being crushed and shaken hands with all these workers and is funded by grassroots Alaskans. That's the decision before Alaskans. But I also think that's the decision between every but for every American in every ballot box. There's a candidate that's standing with the people, and then there's a candidate that's standing with the Biden regime and the establishment in D.C. And we've got to make the right choice if we're going to turn the country around. You. Uh... You're still being heavily outspent, I take it? Absolutely. It, they have not dropped their spend at all, and it's shocking to see when we've got these other races that are going to affect the balance of the Senate. Um, we've got a, a flood of dark money, an absolute tsunami of dark money. Alaskans have never seen anything like this before coming in to try and, and preserve the Murkowski monarchy. The Murkowskis have held on to this Alaska Senate seat and passed it down like a birthright for 41 years. And we Alaskans are just trying to get our Senate seat back. And this is a Senate seat that determines the outcome of the nation. Often the tie-breaking vote or the vote that's so critical for key decisions like Supreme Court justices. She opposed Kavanaugh. She joined with the Democrats in trying to filibuster Amy Coney Barrett. She was key for Biden in getting through Katanji Brown-Jackson. She was the tie-breaking vote to advance the nomination for the Interior Secretary, Deb Holland, who's destroyed our oil and gas industry and independence, energy independence in America. Tie-breaking vote for a defund the police activist at the Department of Justice. I mean, this is a, a vote that affects all of America, and that's why I think all of America needs to be interested in what happens up here in Alaska. And this message, um, have you been able to get this out to the people of Alaska in any uh Broadway. Well, that's one of the reasons why we're we're doing the grassroots movement. Uh, we have had a harder time with the funding because of the the big outspend that we have from the lower forty eight dark money. But here in Alaska, fortunately, the vast majority of people still live within the rail belt and driving distance. It's a long drive, but it's drivable, and that's why my husband and I did the two week road trip and are so so dedicated to knocking on thousands of doors across the state. We've been doing this for months. Um, but, you know, you can make up 
with money, uh, doing a lot of just hard work. And it's uh, old-fashioned politics, if you will, but up here it works. And Lisa Murkowski has not knocked on a door in 21 years. She'll go to Kamala's house for dinner, but she won't knock on an Alaskan's door. And it really makes a difference for us. And so that's one of the ways we've been able to get the message out and start a grassroots movement of Alaskans. We've broken fundraising records in state from grassroots Alaskans. It doesn't compete with Mitch McConnell's money, but you can see that Alaskans are with us. Murkowski's raised less than 5% of her money total from Alaskans here in state, but we've got our money coming from grassroots Alaskans who are with us and for us, and that's a big deal. Is this audience helping? Um, and this audience can help you uh, additionally, right? Absolutely. Every time we've had an ability to get get our word out to your audience, you all have been very helpful, and it's allowed us to boost up our ads. Think of it this way. This is the cheapest Senate seat in the United States. A radio ad up here statewide can cost us $5,000. Compare that to what it would cost some of our other Senate colleagues where it's a couple hundred million, a hundred million or more in some of these other states to fund a Senate race. Um, Up here in Alaska, I'm going to win this Senate seat with like $5 million. (laughs) So an ad campaign up here, you know, TV cost me 30000 and a statewide mailer is 30000 and a radio ad is 5000 We can win that. You know, somebody listening right now is like, me and my wife can put that money in, and absolutely makes all the difference. So please donate at kelly4ak.com because we can get the truth out about Murkowski's voting record, that she votes 80% of the time with Joe Biden, that she's now campaigning for Nancy Pelosi. And you'll be surprised how many people still don't know that truth. And once they know it, they're really quick to change their votes. She was the running ads up here, Mark, saying Joe Biden's going to come grab your guns while she was voting with Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell on gun control and red flag laws. Even Democrats carry guns in Alaska because we're the last frontier. So the Second Amendment's very important to all of our voters. And when they know that she's betrayed us like that, people are quick to change their votes. So this is the kind of message we need to get out to everybody. These ads are being produced at the behest and the direction of a guy named Steve Law, who uh, is the president of the Senate Leadership Fund, which is, uh, has raised hundreds of millions of dollars from donors all across the country. It is Mitch McConnell's PAC, in effect. When they passed Obamacare, they threw a rider on there that would increase the, the level of a donation from about 35000 to $350,000, which is one of the reasons McConnell has done so little to fight Obamacare. And also these other sort of Bush, Cheney types, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, some of whom appear on TV from time to time, also doing everything they can to destroy you and write these ads. They're doing the same thing to General Bolduck in New Hampshire. They've been doing the same thing to Blake Masters in Arizona. It is shocking and appalling. They want a majority, but they want a majority that they choose, not that the people choose. And that's what's happening in Alaska, correct? That's correct. And I would even argue, I'm not sure they're calculating a majority anymore. I think that they want a group of Republicans McConnell can control. And his greatest interest is making sure he has enough votes. He's counting the votes to make sure he remains the Senate leader of the Republicans. He wants to stay boss. And I think he's counting on the fact that there's some of us independently minded people like myself who look at him and and say, I'm not exactly sure I see a leader here. What's he doing for the state of Alaska? And here in Alaska, 
before I ever entered the race, our Republicans said Lisa Murkowski is not our candidate. They censured her. They removed her from leadership and from membership. They said that she votes so often with the Democrats. She's not a Republican. Our Republican Party didn't start in Washington, D.C., you know, all a King George and the British monarchy lording over us as a as rulers and sovereigns telling us who's in charge and who our candidates are supposed to be. Our Republican Party started of the people, by the people, for the people. A bunch of people here in the states who decided to get together and assemble, as our First Amendment right tells us we can do, around a core set of values. And then we formed a bunch of rules, and that bubbled up to national groups. Well, now you've got this senator from Kentucky who thinks that he's more important than all of the delegates in Alaska coming in with his millions of dollars that he's taken from Republicans throughout the states and imposing on us a Democrat who votes with the Democrats, who's got the Democrat votes. She does not have Republican votes from the primary. I took the majority of the Republican votes in the primary. And he's telling us that that needs to be our Senate candidate for from Alaska. That's against the will of the Republican Party in Alaska. It violates Republican Party rules, Mark. I mean, that's not a Republican Party leader by any stretch of the imagination. That's somebody who's in it for me, myself, and I. And I will not be supporting him for leader. And I would be shocked and appalled if any Republican leader in the Senate would support him for leader. That's not a leader. That's somebody who's only motivated by selfish interests. And at this point, we need to be looking out for the people of America and the nation of America. We need somebody who's not looking out for themselves, but is looking out for us. Beautifully put. And I wish there were some others who had the guts to say exactly what you said. We've had Peter Schweitzer, who's demonstrated uh, without question the financial arrangements that uh, Mitch McConnell and his in-laws have with the Communist Party regime in terms of freighters and, uh, and, and the freight that's moved and how he's made millions and millions from it. The Republicans can't have a leader like that, and they can't have a guy who can't really speak speak well to the American people. I mean, he's been there a long time. He's the longest-serving Republican leader in the history of the Senate. Did you know that? And everybody's scratching their head and asking why. And the reason is he's using you as a, an example, Kelly. He's saying, you step out of line with me. I'm either going to withhold support or I'm going to crush you. And he has actually said that to other senators. So behind the scenes... That's what he does. He doesn't do it to Democrats. He doesn't do it to Biden. He does it to people like you and so forth and so on. Final minute or so, what would you like to tell the people of Alaska and the American people? Courage is contagious. I'm not afraid of Mitch McConnell, and I'm not afraid of Lisa Murkowski. I've been standing up to government insiders my entire career and holding them accountable. And now it's just time for us to kick it to a higher level. Whether it's Joe Biden, it's Nancy Pelosi, it's Mitch McConnell, or it's Lisa Murkowski, it is time for Americans with courage and common sense to rise together and lead our nation forward. Mitch McConnell's trying to make me an example, but I think the point is the people of America are going to turn this election in this case into an example for Mitch McConnell. We, the people, still run this country. The D.C. insiders don't run this country for us. We the people means the people, not the government. And I think that this is all going to turn out in a very unexpected way for Mitch McConnell because courage is contagious. And we are going to lead this nation forward. I'm at KellyForAK.com if you want to learn more. Say that again, Kelly. KellyForAK.com. KellyForAK.com. That's Kelly for Alaska. But KellyForAK.com, if you can help her, we could have a double win here. 
That is, you win, you defeat Murkowski and McConnell. I wish you all the best, my friend. God bless you. Thanks so much, Mark. I'll see you again, but as senator next time. <laughs> Amen. That would be great. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the upcoming midterms, keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with your every dollar you spend and the companies you spend them with. Verizon Wireless customers, you're supporting a company that dropped One American News. AT&T customers, your company owns far-left CNN. And T-Mobile, your CEO reportedly advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose Pure Talk, a company that believes in family values. And they also believe in giving you great service at a low cost, like unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. Average family saves almost $1,000 a year. I'm a Pure Talk customer, folks. Here's what I like. Same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes. It's a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and make the switch to my company, Pure Talk. They keep saying the Republicans are responsible for it. Actually, it's the Democrats that run San Francisco and the state of California. It's the Democrats who won't deport criminal, illegal aliens. It's the Democrats who let recidivists, violent criminals, back out on the street. It's the Democrats who undermine the police and make it more difficult for them to operate and reduce their numbers by slashing their budgets. It's the Democrats who take in God knows how much money and spend God knows how much money, but still, homelessness everywhere in these Democrat cities. It's the Democrats where you walk through their cities and you see massive amounts of drug paraphernalia. So, I say it's the Democrats who caused the attack on Paul Pelosi. Not just their violent rhetoric, not just their violent rhetoric, but their actual policies. Their policies. The Democrats are responsible for most of the violence in this country. I seem to recall, Mr. Producer and America, many times in the past I have said, if the Democrats and their media don't stop talking this way about MAGA and conservatives and Republicans and the founders and the country, somebody's going to get hurt. Do you remember that? I must have said it 20 times. Somebody's going to get hurt. But they don't stop. And they're not going to stop. They're just trying to intimidate Republicans, get them to roll over in the middle of an election. It's not going to happen. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read this secret war on cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution. Against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read the war on cash. 
Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this war on cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have J.D. Vance with us. How are you, sir? Are you getting tired, or are you still energized? I'm still energized, Mark. You know, we're at the phase of the campaign where you run on, on pure adrenaline, and the energy is great. I think we're doing uh, what we need to do, so I'm feeling good. All right. You know, I watched uh, during the break in this program some of this uh, town hall um, on Fox, and I'm listening to Tim Ryan, and here's what I conclude. Even if he were elected, he'd have no clout. He'd have no say. He'd wind up voting for Schumer for the majority leader. He'd wind up voting for whatever Joe Biden wants. All this talk from him about his moderation, his views, it's all theoretical because he's going to fall in line like he did before under Pelosi in two seconds. He knows how the Washington game is played. Am I right? Uh, That's exactly right, Mark. And this is the whole the whole narrative of his campaign is that he's run away from his own record. 20 years in Washington, voted with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, voted for $6.7 trillion of tax increases, voted to strip police of their qualified immunity, came out in defense of banning gas-powered cars by 2040, and yet, because he's trying to hoodwink the people of Ohio, he's now saying that he stands for energy independence, for law and order, for a strong southern border. It's all a farce. Now, here's the thing, Mark. Because because he has so much out-of-state money that the Democrats have poured into this race, he has used that money to dominate the airwaves and define himself as much as he can as a moderate. It's fake. It's not true. It's not supported by the record. But, of course, he's got the support of the Democrats and the media as well. So uh, if folks want to help us out, they can go to JDVance.com, Mark, because this is really the way that we've been able to correct the record over the last two months. And I do think that we've done that, actually. I think people in Ohio realize that this guy is a phony, and because of it, we're ahead in this race. And he comes across, he does, tries as a nice guy, but I've seen him in situations. He's not a nice guy, is he? I mean, he can be very crass, I guess I would say. No, I, I, absolutely, Mark. I mean, look, you're, you're one of the most famous fighters in the conservative movement. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing with somebody, but I think that you disagree with people on the merits and on the substance. And if you look at the campaign that Ryan has run, versus the campaign I've run, right? We've talked about his voting record. We've talked about what he said on the police, on the border, on taxes, on energy. That's been the campaign that we've run. The campaign he's run has been really nasty, very personal, you know, claimed that I somehow uh, abandoned Ohio and moved to California. He doesn't mention, of course, that I left Ohio to enlist in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, He claims that the nonprofit organization, which I put nearly $100,000 of my own money into, uh, that that nonprofit somehow paid me money. It's totally false. 
Even the New York Times, no ally of mine, has had to correct the record on that one. Uh, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, he, he's so desperate for political power, Mark, and I think, frankly, he's so desperate to not have to go and get a real job that he's willing to say whatever he needs to say. The, the problem, of course, is that we have a country to save, and we have an administration that I think is wrong on nearly every issue imaginable, and Tim Ryan would be a rubber stamp for that administration, I'd fight back against him. You know, guys like Tim Ryan pretend they represent working people, union, non-union, you know, people who work with their hands and their brains, but they don't. Inflation's going through the roof. The price of gasoline is going through the roof. Now we see diesel fuel shortages, which is going to be a huge problem. The price of home heating oil this winter is another huge problem. You've got wide open borders with drugs coming in and killing people's kids. You, you, you see what's happening in our schools, what kids are learning and so forth. They don't stand for the average working person in truth, do they? Not at all. This is such an important point. Inflation hits working people the hardest. The tax increases hit working people the hardest. Think of these 87,000 IRS agents, Mark. They're, they're only, I think, less than a, a thousand billionaires in the entire country. Those 87,000 IRS agents are going to come after working people. And, and th- this is something that's, it's important to emphasize, Mark. Democrats talk about normal Americans as if it's all about money. Um, and, of course, you need prosperity. You need good jobs. You need good wages. It's also about values. We want to send our kids to schools where they're, where they're educated and taught some civic virtues, not taught to hate their own country. We don't want pharmaceutical companies experimenting on eight-year-old kids, which is what all of this hormonal therapy stuff is. It's allowing pharmaceutical companies to experiment on our children. We, we want our values defended and our livelihoods defended, and I think that's something many of the, of the so-called elites on the left miss. They talk about money a lot, but they don't talk about values, and I think that us in the Republican Party and the conservative movement, we, we actually recognize a good life is about prosperity. It's also about having your values reflected in your country. And I just want to be clear, I think I have been, uh, to the people in Ohio, to conservatives and Republicans. I've gotten to know you much, much better, and I have a great deal of respect for you and what you're doing and how you're going about doing it. You're up against the Democrat Party machine. All of our guys and gals are. They're pouring tons of money into these races to try and redefine who you are and to try and redefine who Tim Ryan is, who the Democrat is. And then they complain about dark money. The other thing I'm worried about is their war on the Constitution. If this guy, Tim Ryan, goes in, he's going to vote to get rid of the filibuster rule, and they're going to ram through everything possible, aren't they? That's right. And they've also, you know, he's voted to add Puerto Rico um, to, to the state list. He's voted to add uh, an additional state, of course, Washington, D.C. That's, that's four new for Democrats. People. That's exactly. That's four new Democrats. It's awful for the United States Constitution. And, and look, you really, you know, Mark, you know this better than I do, but the Constitution is fundamentally, it's, it's, it's the set of rules that govern how we do self-government in this country, right? And what I, what I can't stand about this effort to change the filibuster to completely nationalize our elections, to add new, new states so they can add more Democrat senators, they're just trying to change the rules. They know they can't win in a fair fight. So they're trying to change the rules, and it's one of the reasons why this election is so important. Because, look, of course I don't agree with Joe Manchin about most things. I do give him credit for saving us from Washington, D.C. as as the 51st U.S. state. I do give him credit for saving the filibuster. 
But look, uh, can we count on him indefinitely? I don't think that we can. And Tim Ryan, I don't think you can count on him at all. Because, as you point out, he's demonstrated it for 20 years. The guy is a record. And he needs to spend 20, 30, 40 million, whatever he's spending, to try and rewrite that record. How are the media treating you in the state of Ohio? Well, Mark, I, I like to say that the media is the world's largest super PAC, and it's, it's completely in the tank for the Democrats. Um, you know, it didn't used to be this bad in the state of Ohio. Uh, I, I do think there's something to be said for the fact that Donald Trump sort of forced these people to reveal who they really were or, or maybe just ripped off the mask and it made, it made us all realize how crazy they were. Uh, the media has been completely in the tank for the far left, uh, really from the very beginning of our race. Uh, they've slandered me. They've they've attacked me. Morning Joe apparently uh, said that I was an, a 9/11 truther. It's just a completely ridiculous lie. Well, you know he's a reprobate. You know, it's always been a reprobate. Oh, of course, uh, of course, of course. Um, but but that the, the, the state media hasn't been that much better, Mark. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's really crazy. I think that they're all auditioning for jobs at CNN or the New York Times. So they don't care about truth. They care about the next promotion. Because of it, they've been really bad in this race. So I want to tell the audience out there, J.D. Vance has a really good shot at this, but nothing's a shoo-in. So if you can help J.D., it's jdvance.com, jdvance.com. And you haven't talked much about the fact that you were a Marine. I mean, now that you mention it, I remember you were. Uh, did uh, Tim Ryan serve in the military? I'm just curious. No, he didn't. No, he, he, he basically inherited a congressional seat uh, from Jim Traffickant in the Youngstown area. Um, but no, he never served his country in uniform. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy that pretends he's a blue-collar guy. He's basically spent his entire life as a career politician voting for policies that allow illegal aliens to come in, all this fentanyl coming in that weaken the value of the dollars so Social Security recipients, their checks are less valuable, that weaken the value of anybody's pension, uh, and weaken the value of a paycheck. And then you have people having to make choices between uh, food and this sort of thing. And now we're going to have shortages. And these guys, they position themselves as they're for the little guy. They're for the big Washington powerful elites. And I think, J.D., what bothers me most is the guys that pretend to be moderate. And they're not at least like Bernie Sanders, who I can't stand, or AOC, who I can't stand. But they just lie. Yeah, that's right. And they, and they lie because they know that their policies aren't working, but they want political power anyway. And so they have to try to hoodwink uh, the voters into believing uh, that there's something that they're not. You know, the other, the other issue we've talked about, Mark, when you talk about standing for working people, you know, I happen to think the communist Chinese are, are the biggest threat to our country, uh, the biggest threat to our economy, to our national security. The war on American energy is best understood as something that empowers the communist Chinese. And who's going to have to go, God forbid, if the Chinese get to the point where they feel like they can, they can engage in military conflict with the United States? It's going to be normal Americans. It's always mm-hmm. normal Americans who fight the country's wars. Why don't we protect our own energy security so we prevent that from happening? Or, God forbid, if it does happen, we at least have gas in the tanks uh, and in the jet, in the jet planes. That's like national suicide. It's absolutely unbelievable. All right, Ohio. I think you have early voting in Ohio. Everybody seems to. You need to get out and vote. You need to get your folks out and vote. Use your phone list to text people. Use your email list. Walking the dog down the street. You're the precinct workers. 
You're the Thomas Paines. Please help us, help us, help us. JDVance.com. I wish you all the luck in the world, my friend. Thanks, Mark. Take care. You too. Boy, we have good candidates. Mark, you opposed them. Ladies and gentlemen, I support candidates who I believe in in the primaries. These guys get through the primaries and win fair and square. I take a good look at them. And if I like them, I tell you I like them. I like him. And I despise this guy, Ryan. He's a fraud. We'll be right back. Lovin. There's an outstanding candidate running for the United States Senate in Connecticut, Leora Levy. She's a Republican, obviously, and she's running against a real miscreant, this uh, Richard Blumenthal. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for, for inviting me on your show. It's great to talk to you and to, and to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us about this race. Tell us how it's going. This is a really close and exciting race. It is a single-digit race with a 2.8. It's a five-point race, 2.8 ma- margin of error. He is under 50%, and I am winning the independence. Y yo hablo español, soy cubana americana, y los hispanos van a votar para mí. You know, my wife is fluent in Spanish. Yes? I need her here to oh. help me out. Yeah, I really do. But that's good. Well, It's very important. Yes, it is very so what, important. What, and Yes, go ahead. Sorry. What's Blumenthal running on? You know, scare tactics, I guess? He's running on his record. But he can't. He's actually what he's running on. He's attacking me for having been a, uh, a supporter of Donald Trump. He's attacking me on abortion because I am pro-life. And he's attacking me for January 6th because he can't run on his record. His record is one of a 98.2 percent support for Biden and his policies that are failing the people of Connecticut. The issues in Connecticut are the same issues that are driving the election nationwide. It's the economy, the high prices for everything from food and gasoline to home heating oil, which now they're going to be rationing in Connecticut. Our electricity prices are the second highest in the United States after Hawaii. It's the crime. Crime is rising in Connecticut. People don't feel safe in their communities anymore. It's the indoctrination of our children. You know, they've exposed them to all of the inappropriate uh, sexual content in our in their education. They politicize the education in Connecticut. It's the invasion at the border. It's made Connecticut a border state. They've been flying illegals to Connecticut since August of 2021, and with it comes fentanyl. Fentanyl has killed eight babies, numerous teenagers, and many young adults in Connecticut. It's heartbreaking. It's decimating a generation of our American children. Those are the issues that are driving this election, and this is why Republicans will win in Connecticut. And he's been there forever. He's been there a long time. Uh, first Attorney General, then the U.S. Senate. He's pretty much a trust funder, isn't he? Yes, he is. And it's even worse than that. He was in the state legislature before he was Attorney General. He is a 37-year out-of-touch career politician. I like to say I'm a career American. 
He <laughs> attends the Communist Party. I escaped communism. He lied about Wait a minute. Stop right there. Stop right there. That's a very important point that people don't know. And I mentioned it many years ago, but you have uh, refreshed my memory. He did attend the Communist Party convention. First he denied it, but then people had audio of it, right? They had video. There's a video where he was introduced by a woman who said, I love the Communist Party. Everybody should be a communist. And then he said he wasn't there, but the video surfaced, and then he said, oh, no one told me it was the Communist Party. I mean, he can't He lies a lot, doesn't he? He lies a lot. You know, he's well—people know him for three things. They know him because he lied about Vietnam, he lied about the Communist Party, and don't get between him and a camera. He's in front of every camera he can find. That is what he's known for. He, He has done nothing for our state except rubber stamp the failed Biden economic and energy policies, the the border policies, everything that has made life in Connecticut unaffordable and unsafe. And Connecticut is a beautiful state, but it gets awfully cold in the winter. And he's voting for policies like Biden and the rest of them. That's going to create shortages and brownouts and blackouts and expensive fuel. The people, are you able to get that message across? I I certainly am, and the message is coming across to me. Everywhere I go, I have people telling me how they can't afford the home heating oil. There was a a woman in Hartford, a widow, who said she had to pay $7 a gallon for home heating oil. She couldn't fill her tank, and she had to decide, "Do do I buy home heating oil or do I buy food? She literally couldn't afford to do both. This is heartbreaking to me. Now, a lot of people outside of Connecticut, maybe a lot in, figure, well, Connecticut is a liberal Democrat state. But you think these table issues are going to make a big difference now, right? They will make a difference because people know life can be better. They don't have to live this way. But to change the results, we must change the leadership. And that is why... I will win this election. That is why my opponent is under 50% as a 37-year incumbent. Now, Leora Levy, if people want to help you with money or they want to volunteer, they want to make calls, we're right up to it, where do they go? Yes, my website, leora4ct.com. And Leora is L-E-O-R-A-F-O-R. CT.com. And I would appreciate their support, whether they can support me with donations or volunteer. We're, I welcome it all. And uh, we are going to win this election and change Connecticut and change New England. That would be fantastic. I met Leora about a year ago. She's the real deal, Connecticut and America. Please give her your support. Leora for Connecticut. That's Leora for CT.com. I'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door 
in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Mark LEVIN, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. I don't have a lot of time, and I have a lot to tell you. In New Hampshire, this is from Axios. A new poll out just now from St. Anselm College finds that New Hampshire Republican Senate nominee Don Bolduck is statistically tied 48-47% to with Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan. It's just one poll, they say, and a sizable 3% of likely voters survey remain undecided, but the Republican Party's momentum in New Hampshire is unmistakable. Now listen carefully. The Mitch McConnell-aligned Senate Leadership Fund, run by this guy Steve Law, spent millions of dollars trying to defeat Bolduck. So did Karl Rove, by the way. In the Republican primary, believing the MAGA-aligned veteran was too extreme to be competitive in a general election. That view was shared by Chuck Schumer-aligned Senate Majority PAC, which spent $3.6 million to damage Bolduck's more moderate opponent. Former President Donald Trump endorsed Bolduck yesterday, praising him for being a strong and proud election denier during the primary. Now... You're listening to the first national host who interviewed Mr. Bolduck and endorsed him. First to interview him and endorse him. We've interviewed him twice. He's been on TV once. He's going to be back here because I felt we could win in New Hampshire if he got enough support. Mitch McConnell, even now, with this tide poll, will not spend one penny in New Hampshire. But he spends $9 million to take out Shabaka. In Alaska. McConnell has to go. You cannot have such a disruptive force as the so called Republican leader of the Senate. You just cannot, with all the enemies that he creates and he makes, where he embraces people who are embracing Pelosi and Democrats. But this has to stop. So I wanted you to be aware of that. That's number one. There's more to tell you. Bill Barr likes to go around and has testified that he asked his U.S. attorneys, among others, if there was any election fraud, and they said no. And he has said this. He said it in his book. He has said it everywhere he can be heard, on Fox and elsewhere. I did a little studying on this and investigating on this. After the second Bush administration, the second Bush administration, that is, George W. Bush, 
Eric Holder under Obama moved all election crimes out of the criminal division, public integrity section, into the civil rights division, which is the most radical left of all the divisions. Civil rights attorneys don't know how to prosecute election fraud crime because they've never done it. So uh, FBI agents had no incentive to build cases that would actually win. This was literally true. Voter registration fraud or foreign money in elections has never been prosecuted since. This is what an insider tells me. Has never been prosecuted since. Voter registration fraud or foreign money in elections. With Donald Trump, Rachel Brand established the Justice Manual, which made permanent Civil Rights Division having jurisdiction over election crimes. But Barr apparently thought he was still living in the Department of Justice of 1991. So when President Trump asked Barr if there was any evidence of election fraud, Barr called Brian Rabbit of the Criminal Division to poll the U.S. attorneys. And Barr then responded there was no evidence of fraud, which of course was the answer because Barr polled the wrong department. Now you folks have never heard that before. This is a senior person who filled me in on this. Not a conspiracy uh, theorist, one of the smartest lawyers I've ever known. I want you to listen to this. There is a massive win in the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. But Mark, you said the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is corrupt. It is. Which is why they had to rule this way. Because of the ruling of the United States Supreme Court. They had no choice. Massive win. Pennsylvania Supreme Court rules just now. Undated mail ballots cannot be counted. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court today sided with an argument made by Republicans in their lawsuit seeking to prevent the counting This is Town Hall. Of improperly completed ballots in next week's general election, throwing out a lower court's ruling that would have allowed Pennsylvania election officials to count absentee and mail-in ballots that were not correctly dated and signed. And you will recall, the acting Secretary of State, a Democrat, not elected to dog crap in the state of Pennsylvania, she decided that they would be counted in contravention of what the U.S. Supreme Court had said. Pennsylvania's Supreme Court justices vacated the Third U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals decision that would have allowed the counting of ballots that were not completed as the Keystone State election laws compels and ruled that, quote, Pennsylvania County Boards of Elections are hereby ordered to refrain from counting any absentee and mail-in ballots received by Election Day, February 8th, the general election, that are contained in undated or incorrectly dated outer envelopes. You remember, I made the point over and over again. That is the law of Pennsylvania. You can only change it by constitutional amendment. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court, also in its ruling, directed the Pennsylvania County Boards of Elections to segregate and preserve any ballots contained in undated 
or incorrectly dated outer envelopes. Noted that the court is evenly divided on the issue of whether failing to count such ballots violates 52 United States Code, that is, federal law. RNC Chairwoman Rona McDonald celebrated the win in Pennsylvania's massive for election integrity. And she's quite right. Now there's lawyers in Pennsylvania who've been fighting this issue and others. Legal issues. State constitutional issues. Federal constitutional issues. Who have been smeared. Smeared by legal analysts. By former federal prosecutors. Why don't they get good lawyers? They have good lawyers. You better believe it. Pennsylvania law requires, quote, a voter who uses an absentee or mail-in ballot shall, shall fill out, date, and sign the declaration printed on the outer envelope of the ballot, quote, unquote. The Supreme Court of Pennsylvania previously upheld the law, ruling any absentee mail-in ballot that does not comply with the law is invalid and cannot be counted in any election after the 2020 general election. After the 2020 general election, because before it was counted illegally. In addition, Pennsylvania's official election information portal explicitly explains that ballots submitted without the declaration section on the return envelope properly completed, quote, will not be counted. Pennsylvania's acting Secretary of State was directing local officials to include those ballots that were not properly filled out, signed and dated, despite the U.S. Supreme Court's recent decision to vacate the Third Circuit Federal Court of Appeals opinion that sought to allow the counting of improperly completed mail-in or absentee ballots. Now, all that remains to be seen is whether local officials abide by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's order Ultimately, the U.S. Supreme Court's order, but whether they abide by the state Supreme Court's order to segregate incorrectly dated or undated ballots and exclude them from the election tallies or whether they continue taking existing guidance from the Department of State that runs opposite of two Supreme Courts. How do you like that? How do you like that? Now, the, the leading leftists on the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania recently passed away. They have seven members, so they were down to six. These justices also get elected. They also get elected. And I think they feared, among other things, the future of their elections, but even more, another U.S. Supreme Court reaching down a decision to correct them yet again. Yet again. But look at all the turmoil that has to take place to follow state law in Pennsylvania. It's a lot. It's crazy. I'll be right back. Lovin. America, I want to demonstrate to you once again who believes in liberty and who is involved in tyranny. Joe Biden likes to talk about democracy. His party likes to talk about 
democracy. Scott Parkinson tweets, In one week, polls will close and races will be called for winners all over the U.S. Republicans are expected to have a big win. The Biden White House knows this, ready? And is preparing a new wave of executive orders. They are preparing a slew of executive orders to get around a future Republican House and or Congress. This is why Mitch McConnell and the Republican Party must preserve leverage over radical executive orders from the Biden administration by using Article I powers of the purse. In other words, they cannot surrender their leverage. It's about damn time the Wall Street Journal editorial page It's about damn time the Republican leadership in the Senate wake the hell up and participate in saving our country. Not the usual BS. So Biden plans to issue a slew of executive orders, backbenchers, repeat what I say. TV host, repeat what I say. He's preparing a slew of executive orders right now. Catch me if you can. That's what Biden's up to. That's what his radical commie administration is up to. That's right, I said it. So the Senate Republicans and the House Republicans must prevent a lame duck omnibus spending bill so they have leverage to get rid of whatever executive orders Biden unconstitutionally rams down our throat. So much for they want to save democracy. So much for, if you elect the Republicans, we'll have a dictatorship. We're living under a dictatorship. These points and all the others should light a fire under you. To not just vote, but to vote enthusiastically and to enthusiastically help others to vote. This is their plan. And I want as many of these Republicans elected who are the nominees of their party who McConnell doesn't like. Shabaka, Blake Edwards, General Bulldock, Herschel Walker. Get these people elected. Laxalt. Unbelievable. The tyranny. These people do not play by the rules. And then when you call them on a, hey, what do you deny, hey, what do you this, what do you that? Well, all their lame brain, prebubescent morons sitting there at their, at their computers. Or the frauds in the media. Corrupt as hell. Why don't you report on that, fake tapper? And will you meet so? Now, I know. We get these emails. We got them. That this host on this show and... This host on TV repeated what you said. I got it. I don't care right now. I want them to repeat this. I really do. Pat themselves on the head. Great. Let me repeat. In one week, polls will close, as Scott T. Parkinson tweets, and races will be called for winners all over the U.S. He says Republicans are going to win big. But win big or not, the Biden White House knows it and is preparing a new wave of executive orders. 
And the Republicans and the leadership in the Senate in particular better not buckle on the omnibus bill because they're going to need it so they have some leverage to stop these executive orders. Thanks for being here, folks. We salute all our heroes. God bless you. And I'll see you right here tomorrow.